Hello and welcome back to the Clear Entertainment Special this week. Andy Harmer returns to the stage with MSC Cruises' Gary Gladding, PO and Cunard Entertainment Director Phil Yeomans, and journalist and travel writer Sarah Macefield. Enjoy. I think what you said about families is really interesting as well because we talk about how entertainment's changed. Um, again, only a few years ago, the trend was you take your kids and you probably put them in the kids' club but they have an amazing time and then you pick them up again and you go out. That's absolutely changing. Yes. People want to spend more time. So I travel on my ships and other brand ships with my children and it's time to spend with them. Uh, and it's so much harder in today's world to get that at home. So on holiday, you want that family time. So we're doing many more activities outside of the kids' centres now mm -hmm. to encourage family holiday, family time together. So let's talk about that choice because it was a good point that Sarah made around the choice that people have and all of those different venues that all ships seem to offer now with different entertainment. What does that mean to you as a cruise line in terms of the size of the teams on board, the, the coordination of having the right performers and the right talent in the right place? Because that's that sounds like a yeah, it's a, a challenge. challenge. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm not mentioning the B word tonight, but we yeah. travel 7,000 people uh, pretty much around for guest entertainers uh, around our ships, um, and it's a logistic joy. Yeah. Uh, and we try to get them on and off as quickly as we can, so we can keep variety going on our ships, and we can get as many performers and many people through, so our guests see as much as they can. So on, a, so on an average P&O ship, how many performers will be on board? Uh, on average, an onboard entertainment department will be between 70 and 110 in the entertainment department alone. Wow. Yeah, and that's, so that's the youth department, uh, our entertainment hosts, the production technical teams, the cast, the musicians. There's a really big teams now. That, um, it's a real chunk of that hotel part of the industry. And then ashore? You have a team, presumably, creative? Yep, yeah, so uh, I have a team of about 28 in my office um, at Carnival UK, where we look after the two brands. Um, and then I'm lucky enough also to have a building in Southampton called the Academy, which is our dance studio. So we have uh, four replica sizes of our stages in our studios. Um, and we generally are rehearsing forecasts at any one time. And over there we have, again, about 20 so creative teams from directors, choreographers, musical directors, set designers, lighting designers, uh, you name it. We're all in that building at the moment. Who knew it could be so complicated? And presumably the similar for MSC. Uh, MSC has small ships, medium-sized ships, and then very large ships. So, of course, what you have on the large ships, taking the Metavilia once again as an example, is 138 people that, that I have on board because you've got four different technical teams. You've got the lounge technicians, you've got the theatre technicians, you've got the uh, Cirque du Soleil technicians, and then we have what we call multimedia technicians because with this dome, try to imagine 80 meters of lead panels. So we have shows that we do on the, uh, the ceiling regularly. And you need a team to be able to update all of the information with the touch screens, you know, so that you can book for a restaurant, you can book for the shows, that sort of thing. Uh, everything has to be updated because in particular in the wintertime, I'm sure you, you fall in the same category, where you've got to change an itinerary at the last minute because the seas are too rough or the ports closed or whatever's happening. And so you've got to be able to intervene so that the guests are getting all of that information. In For us, it's complicated because you've got to do it in whatever languages we're working in. So it's all got to be updated. So you need a full team to be able to make sure the guests are getting that information um, in a written form so that you're not constantly making these unending announcements yeah. in a variety of the languages. 
So we touched on some of the different guests that are on board, and Sarah, you touched on family entertainment. What, what kind of, in your family, <coughs> cruiser yourself, so what kind of family entertainment is there on ships these days? Well, I mean, I guess the ultimate line for the younger children certainly is Disney. Um, and actually it shows are pretty fantastic and they have won a lot of awards for the for the costumes for, for the special effects for everything else but i mean you aren't getting on the ships you're getting you know fan um you know family orientated game shows um and, and other sort of i don't know i i think msc has got even sort of family shore excursions i think where yes. like scavenger hunts um and you can do scavenger hunts around the ship so there is a lot more but it just depends on the age of the children i mean i would say i was just coming up once point I wanted to make really music is playing a lot more um, of a role on cruise ships I feel now there are a lot more live music venues live bands and it's not just you know just simple dancing stuff you know you'll get some really good rock bands you'll get some soul evenings 80s evenings and cruise lines are also taking this a stage further where they're actually doing themed cruises themed musical cruises I think there are a couple last year one was a sort of an operatic cruise with Catherine Jenkins and Alfie Bow. I think there was another one that was a, an 80s cruise with um, Tony Hadley and people like that. And I think Mirella Cruise is doing one, a 90s cruise this year. Um, and there's an actual company in the, in the States that specializes in doing such themed cruise, Moody Blues cruises and I don't know, a ZZ Top cruise or what, whatever. Um, so there is a lot of choice for all ages. And again, those are the sorts of things that very much appeal to teenagers as well. Keep going. No, you were. <laughs> always, always. always. <laughs> I wasn't. It was rather unexpected. The whole thing was rather unexpected. Um, so, how do you, how do cruise lines, how are you preparing for the future? Because you're building ships and entertainment facilities and creating shows that are two, three, four, five, ten years down the track. So, how do you know what customers of the future are going to be demanding from entertainment? So we do a lot of market research, like anybody in any company does, to try and find out what's the next big thing, what are people interested in, what do they really want to do on their holiday experience, like I said, not just cruise experience. Um, but we also, we're listening to our guests who are on board today, we're really lucky in P&O, we have a very loyal following of guests, but that new to cruise people who have never considered cruising for uh, that exciting new market that we've talked about, you know, that's, that's the really, really good bit at the moment. And it, it's just the sky's the limit. We can deliver everything and anything. And I think we talked about, um, you mentioned dance briefly, but just in that alone, we, I don't know, we do, you could do a, a disco in an evening, you can do line dancing, you can do salsa, you can do uh, fit steps classes, we haven't got with Zumba. You name it, we give various options of every genre there is in music or dance or in production shows to cater to all of the needs and everybody going through. Um, and as we build new ships, and Gary's building them a lot quicker than I am at the moment, um, but we have to make sure those new ships have got the capability to expand the technology, even though we don't know what that technology is yet. So we continuously, in a practical term, run lots of cabling and lots of technology in place that has nothing plugged into the end of it, ready for that next piece of technology. Um, as much as at the moment people are turning their phones off a lot when they go on cruise, they can switch off from that, um, that media world a little bit, it is also a tool that our guests like to use to find out what's going on around the ship and find out you know, what's happening and what's coming up next. So it's a fine line, but we just need to make sure we're ready to continually push it forward. Yeah, I would just say that is something that's really growing with ships, the technology, um, in, in terms of you're getting this MSC for me, which is um, sort of being launched now, which is sort of based around, what is it, your own personal 
um, sort it's of assistant, yes, yes. yes. But it's um, it's all how the cruise lines are using technology, really, just in every aspect, not just the running as a day-to-day operation, but but with regard to the entertainment and, and, and all the sort of attractions for, for, well, particularly children, but all ages. As Phil said, um, you, you've got to have the technology available. So you are constantly studying what the trends are. Um, we're heading more toward multi-purpose venues as opposed to just a regular theatre. There's a lot of um, edutainment where you've got people that are talking about uh, not, not just the ports but not just the culture and the history but about specific subjects. Uh, people are learning how to cook, they're learning how to do uh, many different skills and so the venues have to have the opportunity to transform from a regular theatre into an area, as you said, where you can do zumba dancing or where you can uh, watch a film, where you can have a multilingual experience while you're watching the same film, you know, with the, uh, the, dif the different uh, head devices that translate for you and you choose your language. There's a thing that we have called a silent disco, which seems uh, like a bit of an odd thing to do, but it's, it's oddly very it's popular. popular. It's very popular. Everybody here has done a silent disco. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> really? Apart from my daughter believes I'm really bad at it, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> How many people would do a silent disco again having done one? Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Is that not just a bit weird? <laughs> I, was going to say, I, can, I can listen to the song I want, and my kids listen to the song they yeah, want, and we're away. And we're, we're, we're never dance to me ever again. Andy, it's the it's new right. normal. Get used to it. <laughs> the best thing is to go, though, and not participate, and to listen to everyone going, <laughs> trying to sing along with the tunes, because it's hilarious. <laughs> It's quite fun watching everyone's different dances yes, it's different yeah. genres. If yes. someone's doing reggae and yeah. someone's doing rock. It's quite just a bit weird. <laughs> Don't you think? No, no it's, it's great. It's great. It's I'm great. sure it's great it's on great a cruise. It's weird on land. Because <laughs> obviously everything is great on a cruise. Whilst we have you all, does anyone have any questions for our illustrious panel? Oh, look, a couple I of do. people. Hello. Hello, I'm Lizzie, and I have two young children who are eight and five. And I would just... I know that we're talking about entertainment and stuff, but I would love to know about the safety of the boats for young children. Do you have anything to say about what you've done for our young children about safety? Uh, yeah, I don't want to start now, So, um, yeah, in our kids' areas on uh, P&O, we have um, our kids' children's facilities uh, and everything we're doing there. Um, and we now have, it's quite a strong, strict policy, I would like to say, it is that only the parents can sign in and out of our children. All our staff are um, safeguarding, they're actually essentially um, assistant teacher level um, of staffing that we bring in on board. Um, and their welfare is that number one priority piece. Um, where we're encouraging activities with the families or without the families, our responsibility is to make sure that they're safe in that environment. There's things that are coming along technologically. I mean, all the cruise lines have areas where you can sign your children in and out. Um, we have two things that we're putting into, into practice where children that are under uh, the, the minors, they're not allowed to leave the vessel uh, unless their parents have yeah. authorized them to leave the ship. They're flagged up so that the security will not let them go ashore. Uh, so the parents know at least they're inside. And on our more modern ships, we have children locators. It's a little bracelet that the children wear. The parents go to one of these touch screens and they can push a button and find out where the child is. It's not that you're trying to be big brother 
to, to find. It's just to make sure that if your child isn't signed in, in a specific area, and you, you know, they want to run around with their friends, at least if you're trying to find them where they are, uh, it, it's, um, once again, more, um, uh, it's more reassuring, I suppose, for the parents, because the, the ships are huge these days. Can I ask, is that the safety you were thinking of, or were you thinking of the safety of them falling overboard? Yeah, possibly they're falling overboard. <laughs> yeah. It's because a catastrophic thing that you think about as a yes. parent. Yes. No, so, no, I'm with you. Um, I've got twins. Three, so I don't know. I've got twins, and I first took them on board when they were three years old. And even though I was looking forward to it, my first awful thought was, oh, say so if they fall overboard, say so if they fall And actually, the rails are all so high, um, it just dissipated my fears straight away. Though we did have a scary moment, we went into our cabin in Barcelona on our first cruise and one of the girls had disappeared and I immediately ran out to the balcony to see if there was a splash in the water yeah. thinking she'd fallen in and she'd hidden at the end of the bed under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we have always remembered that. But actually, do you know, we never had any fears. Obviously, we never let them go out on balconies on their own. Not that I think, you know, we always, as they got older, we always warned them off it, but I was always conscious there's a little table on the balcony and I just thought, say if they ever climb on top of that to look out at, I don't know, whales or dolphins or something, they could fall. And so, so obviously, we always kept that door locked and I said they were always a company. But, you know, in the main deck areas, you know, the railings are very high. And likewise, as the guys have said, you know, kids' clubs are fantastic. They love them. Um, and the security, the security of it, signing them in, signing them out, we, we were very happy with, actually. And another great thing was leaving them on the ship when we went ashore because if they were grumpy and didn't want to go shopping it was a disaster and there was one time we abandoned it because they were so foul and we took them back put them into kids club and then we could go off shopping so that's another factor to consider that's great thank you very much thank you for the question who else had their hand up yes hello hello um so we've talked a lot about innovation in entertainment right but i would be interested what is your ultimate all-time favorite piece of entertainment on any cruise ship you've ever been on? Wow, that's a great question. question. <laughs> Sarah, we're going to start with you. Oh, no, no, we'll come back to you, we'll come back to you. <laughs> Phil, because you'll go brand, so that's easier for you, because you'll go P&O or Cunard, but... Um, I, I will go for <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, That's an impossible question. So, um, okay, so we do amazing things, and you know, amazing shows, etc., etc. et cetera. Do you know what, for me personally, um, it's cinema products. So it's quite a basic piece of product we deliver in the sense that cinemas have been on ships for years. Um, but it's hugely popular, more and more every year. And I really personally enjoy going to the cinema. I don't get a lot of time to do that with my family. Um, so it's one of the reasons on um, Iona we've um, introduced the Ocean Studios, which is four cinemas in one area of the ship. Um, it's about now the quality of those films and the amazing sound and the amazing vision that we can now deliver through technology. But just actually going to the cinema, enjoying that couple of hours, experience popcorn, drink, uh, that's probably for me. Thank you, Gary. I'm a bit of a sentimental person. Uh, <laughs> and I think the thing that, that I like, uh, it's when technology isn't the, the main thing. I like the human contact. I've worked for years as cruise director on board a variety of ships. And I always like to meet the guests and make sure that there's that you know, I, I don't know if you're like me when you, you call someone and it says, push one if you wish to speak to, push two. If it, it, it's all of this robotic, I want to talk to a real person. I want to, you know, have someone in, uh, there that, that I can deal with. You know, whether it is about the ports, you know, 
Fjords is a stunning place, location, and we're embracing the fact that you're going on a cruise because the number one reason you're going on a cruise is really because you want to see the itineraries. It's it's where you want to be in the world and what you want to see. So we're we're idiots if we don't embrace that. So we're working much more with local entertainers. We bring them on board the ship so you can get a spice of you know bring the world alive on board as we we sort of call it internally. So we can really embrace that feeling, and we've got a big stigma to get over over the last few decades, I would say. Uh, I think we're on that point, and it's really getting there. Uh, we've got a long way to go still, and it's brilliantly how it's changed. Um, just in time I've been involved in it, it's massively changed, massively. Um, and all the new ships coming out, whether it's ours, or MSCs, or any of the new ships, they are absolutely game changers, each and every one of them. But we've got to continue that and keep it going forward. Yeah, People no. like you, though, are very important at getting that message across, yes. because there's been programs regularly on the television, the Jane McDonald program, for yeah. example. You know, she's she's telling people not only the ones that have cruised about the world of cruising, the the, the actual uh, experience, not one from 20 years ago. Uh, and I think it's it's opening a lot of eyes. People are saying, "Oh, I, you know, I didn't know that. Oh, I thought it was for my granny." It's, it's yeah. um, I yeah. think it's really it's a, a different world. world. It's Absolutely. A different world but I mean, people like you writing about it. You're writing for major newspapers that are read by everyone. And that kind of thing is, uh, it's helping our industry tremendously because there's nothing but positive information. It's not something that's going up and down. It's going up and up and up because we're on expanding uh, and we are trying to embrace all sort of taste. And with these larger vessels, you've got so many options that you can offer simultaneously, like you can in a restaurant. Yes, and I do think the cruise industry is very quick to pick up on trends from land, for example. So, you know, some years ago, karaoke booths and things like that. Now you're seeing trends like escape rooms on ships and, 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 and things that have, you know, been a success on land and now coming onto the sea. And I think ships are going from sort of, you know, as we've touched on, just having entertainment areas like the theatre, etc., to just becoming floating sort of entertainment venues because the entertainment is flowing throughout the ship. They're the destination in many areas. You'll go to the Caribbean, for example, and it's a, a really saturated uh, part of the world as far as cruising is concerned. And most of the people on any of the ships at any given time, they've done at least five or six different cruises in those same ports. So that it's not as if they're really curious about discovering new things. They're becoming more uh, interested in the ships themselves, what they're able to do on board. Somebody asked me a couple of years ago, do people come on to a ship just for the entertainment? And I said, no, I, I, honestly, I don't think so. I think like Phil said, no, it's for the itinerary. But it might be the reason they come back. Absolutely. Because the, the, the experience, what they've actually enjoyed on board the ship, has been so exciting. And, and as you said, for the children, that sort of thing. You want to give the parents the opportunity of being with the children. And we have a very developed program that we've got so that the families are able to enjoy uh, time with the children. We're trying to keep the kids away from all of just the electronic things that maybe they're doing at home, like getting outside, getting fresh air, uh, being involved in, in different activities, maybe even learning activities. Um, and so it's, it, it's such a complete holiday with all the worries taken away. You go on board, you unpack your bag. You don't have to worry about, oh gosh, I don't speak the language. Oh, we've got to change the money. Oh, where am I going to find a restaurant? Oh, he's gluten-free. and Oh, she's a... 
all of that's taken care of. So all of the unpleasantness of traveling and seeing all the places, all those unpleasant things are taken away and you're moving while you're enjoying your life on board. So it's, I don't know. I just want to say, I think, um, I think it's interesting recently that I think almost the word entertainment is becoming out of date for what actually is we're trying to deliver now. Um, because when we have, people like yourself, so we have Instagrammers on board, we have social media, vloggers, bloggers, all coming on to look at our product. They're talking about the food, they're talking about dining, they're talking about show, they're talking about that quiet time having a coffee and people watching, they're talking about somebody. To them, all of that is entertainment. Um, and I don't know what the new word will be, but uh, you know, it's not actually really about entertainment anymore, it is just that full experience. We can um, have a competition to come well, up with Well, yeah, I, I've debated it many a times, but cool. it, 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 it really is about that full experience uh, that's why on my, board the ships. That's, that's why they put that yeah. on the end of my title, Head of Entertainment <laughs> and Guest Experience, because it is so much literally, more if people are not sleeping or eating or drinking, they're entertaining. And even when they're drinking, they're being entertaining. <laughs> um, and that's a great point to finish on because um, you know, it sounds like a great time of holiday. We should we should think more about cruising as a holiday choice. Um, and we're grateful to our Choose Cruise Club and our friends in the media and our travel agents and everyone who continues to be great advocates for cruising because it's getting our message across. It's demonstrating the incredible experiences on offer that means we continue to grow. So. Uh, thank you for listening and thank you to uh, please give a round of applause to, to Phil and Gary and Sarah for joining us. And thank you also to the clear team to Charlotte Trellinance and Toby for joining us. That's all from us this week. Thank you to Andy, Gary, Phil and Sarah for joining us. And of course, don't forget to tell us your thoughts by using the hashtag ClearPod. Thanks for listening. I've been Toby Cruz and we'll see you next week. Happy cruising.